In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Brothers and sisters, we're clearly gathered here today for not just our Mass that we're celebrating, but also this special occasion that uh, Bishop Shalita just uh, allowed us to participate in, which is the blessing of these electors and the subdeacons that were blessed today to serve closer to the altar of the Lord. And in seeing what just happened, we can also tie it to the gospel that we just heard and consider the fact that if someone that we know who's perhaps a non-believer were to ever ask us, what's the point of the Christianity that you practice? What is the point of your faith? What purpose does it give you? Why do you practice it? Can't you just commit to living as a good person? Isn't that enough? To say that, to agree just on that point, brothers and sisters, would be a very limited view of Christianity, a very narrow view of Christianity. It would take away from the big picture that Christianity gives us and sustains us with. Let's turn to this man that we heard about in the Gospel today. St. John tells us he was blind from birth. He was blind from birth. It's different than saying he was healthy and then he was blind later on in life. And what St. John is trying to point to, the reality that St. John is trying to make us aware of, is the fact that all of us can identify to some extent with this man. All of us have some kind of blindness that comes to us naturally from our birth. And what we're talking about is the blindness of original sin the blindness of original sin that we need to be cleansed from, that you and I cannot cleanse ourselves from. What's the solution? If you and I cannot do this for ourselves, what is the solution? The solution is that God takes the initiative. God, out of His infinite love, takes the initiative to come and offer us a solution to this blindness. And He does that by mingling His divinity with humanity. First of all, in the Incarnation, when God, when divinity takes on human flesh and sees it fit to dwell among us, when the Creator becomes part of His creation to prevent it from destroying itself with this blindness, and further on, throughout the ministry of Christ and after the ministry of Christ on this earth, how do we see this solution taking place with the institution of the church and its life of the sacraments, where throughout all of the sacraments, grace is being dispensed to us, where throughout all of the sacraments, heavenly things are mingling with earthly things. That is a huge blessing, and that is the solution to the blindness that we all share the blindness of sin. <clears throat> through the curing of this blindness, through this solution, this medicine that Christ gives us in His church, we're restored to communion with Him, the communion that was destroyed with original sin. So what's the result? What is the result when you and I faithfully participate in the life of the church? by either coming to Sunday Mass, by either obeying the teachings of the Church, and by further participating in the service of the Church, like these lectors and subdeacons that offered themselves to come closer to the altar today. What is the result of all that? Why is that so worthwhile? How do we answer that question? 
What is the point of our Christianity? What is the point of practicing our faith faithfully for our entire lives? The result is, brothers and sisters, that we look different. This man was seen by all the people that surrounded him. And he was seen again after Christ interacted with him, after he got close to Christ, after he allowed Christ to heal him, after he accepted the medicine from Christ that we're always given the chance to accept in the sacraments. He looked different to those people. They could no longer recognize him. Physically, he was the same person. But he underwent and experienced a massive transformation after interacting with Christ, especially in such an intimate way. That's what happens with us. When we choose to remove ourselves from sin, we might look different to the rest of the world. When we choose to spend time, more time with our families than we do with all the distractions that are out there in the world, we're gonna look different to the rest of the world. When we choose to spend one hour every Sunday coming to Mass, while a lot of other people don't, and they choose to do other things instead, yes, we're gonna look different to the rest of the world. When we choose to come closer to the altar, to serve the altar, Yes, we're going to look different to the rest of the world. Brothers and sisters, when we choose to live as Christians, according to our vocations that we receive upon our baptism, we're going to look different to the rest of the world. And we should, and we should be okay with that, because it's worth it, because of what the result ultimately is. There's a lot of relatively okay and even good people that are out there. There's a lot of examples we can say that are worth following, worth imitating. But at the end of the day, any human being, especially any human being who has not encountered what Christ has to offer, is always going to be limited in some way, is always going to fall short in some way. Any human example ultimately won't be enough at the end of the day to bring you and I out of the spiritual blindness that we have that this man had in his interaction with Jesus. So then what does that say for us? What does that say for us answering that original question that I was asking? What is the point of our Christianity? Because practicing Christianity is worth it because it is the highest possible standard that we can follow. And it's not set by us. It's not set by humans for the sake of human goals and human achievements. It's set by one who was divine and mingled himself with the human. It was set by God himself. And following it, we're going to look different. We're going to look different, but it's worth it because it's a good kind of different. It's worth it because it's going to bring us to holiness. It's worth it because through imitating Christ, especially through what we see on the cross, especially through his passion, his death and resurrection that we're going to memorialize in this Mass, that is the greatest kind of communion, the greatest kind of relationship that we can ever hope for. Amen.